Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Life is where you are. It's a phrase that sort of sounds like ad copy for like a vacation resort getaway package deal. But it comes up in this interview with Carl Ova Knausgaard. You probably know him from his six-part autobiography series, My Struggle, but he's got a new book of fiction out called The Morning Star. And in it, he tangles like normal, boring, everyday stuff with these big ideas of death and God. He says that's the only way he knows how to get through it all. How to deal with the big questions in life, how to deal with why are we here, what's death, how did life come into being, you know, it's, it's the only way to do it is from where you are. Because, like he says, life is where you are. Here he is talking with NPR's Leila Fadl. This message comes from NPR sponsor LiveRight, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, treachery, and survival at the edge of the world by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. In the Morning Star, Carl Ova Kanesgard spins an ambitious tale that takes place over two days in August. It's told through the eyes of several people, among them a professor, a priest, a journalist, all struggling with the challenges that are life, love, mental health, addiction, career failures, work-life balance, global warming. Then a new star appears in the sky and things get strange. Crabs fill the street far from the water. Swarms of ladybugs cover a terrace and animals that shouldn't be there appear on roads, in homes. The novel is an unsettling and biblically infused story that explores life, death, and the in-between. Joining us now is author Carl Ova Kanesgaard. Welcome. Thank you very much. So I just want to start with um, how we got Morningstar. I mean, this is your first work of total fiction in over a decade after writing your six-volume autobiographical series, My Struggle. What brought you back to fiction and this story in particular? Well, first of all, I wanted to do something very far from what I have been doing until now, which is writing about myself and my own life. And I wanted to go back to fiction and I wanted it not to be one single person seeing the world, but but kind of almost like a choir of people. Yeah. And then I had this idea of something threatening, something that everybody had to relate to, something that is completely unknown, that we don't know what it is. I want to ask you about the unknown, because at the center of your story is an unidentified star. Can you talk about... Why this star? What's the metaphor? What's the meaning here? Well, it could be could be many things. In the book, it's related to Lucifer, which is the morning star in the Bible, which is the fallen angel. But when I read about it in the Bible, Lucifer is also connected to Jesus, which is kind of the opposite. And both of them are characterized as God's children or or God's son and God's child. So there is a very ambivalent, ambiguous thing there. The other thing, I wrote most of this book in lockdown here in London, and I realized after I've been writing it that everything that happened around me and us in the pandemic kind of has, has in a way come into the novel and are in this uh, dynamic between 
the outside threat, the thing we don't know, and then the inside life, which is kind of, you know, normal and family-based. And the third thing is that I there's no gaps in my knowledge, I feel. But that once I start to try to understand something, I realize I don't understand anything, you know? Yeah. Morningstar is kind of a, also a symbol of that, of, of everything we don't, we think we understand. We can see it, but we don't really. Is that why you chose to tell the story through so many different characters' eyes in the way that they were yeah. defining it differently for themselves? Exactly. And also every one of them are in one way or another restricted. You mm. know, they don't know everything. They know bits and pieces like we all do. Are they versions of yourself in some way? I mean, you have to be drawing from somewhere for each character. Yeah, I think there is a lot of me in them, but it's not in any way biographical. Right. Some people think it is. It was one of my very close family that uh, asked me, because one of the characters are drunk driving, and asked me, why didn't you tell me that you were drunk driving? You should have told me. And I have, of course, not done that. But I take that as a a kind of a compliment that it is working. The fiction is working. You, there is a lot that is supernatural in your book or or biblical, the God and good and evil, death and life. But the the novel also delves into the mundane struggles of our actual lives, drug addiction yeah. and disappointments in life and, and not being able to understand why we're here. And I just wanted you to talk about those juxtapositions of things that are otherworldly and things that we all really relate to as human beings. That is basically what I always try to do when I'm writing is a, a realization of, you know, the big things, the big ideas, the big lives, they simply just don't exist. Life is where you are, you know, and it's always kind of infiltrated with a lot of things that's going on and that is mundane. And and I have this kind of almost shock when... when um, it's 20 years ago now when my father died yeah. and it was like death to me was something abstract, something you talk about or you can maybe write an essay about. And then it came like a, you know, it was something completely, completely, completely different, but it was also mundane in a way, you know, it was mm-hmm. also in, in my everyday life. And yeah. And since then I've kind of, I've kind of how to deal with the big questions in life, how to deal with why we're here, what's death, how did life come into being, you know? It's it's the only way to do it is from where you are. Yeah. There's this creeping horror that is happening through uh, the sense of dread that you get that builds throughout the book. You talk about these sort of mundane forms of death that we think of as mundane, the death of a fly, killing a fly or death of a yeah. relationship and then also horrific things like the mutilation of bodies and killing of cats and were you equating this these deaths as all the same i don't know really i haven't been thinking about that but the unsettling parts of the novel is very much kind of representing a feeling that the world is out of joint you know something is is coming at us yeah and it is related to nature and I wanted kind of to visualize that feeling so that the animals start to behave a bit differently. And, 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 and it's like everything is changing in a way, even though it's kind of minor movements in, in the book. And that kind of comes from a feeling I have that we have turned our back to nature. Right. And also somehow turned our back to death. I mean, it's, it's, it's hidden. Nature is kind of hidden. 
And then I thought, what if, you know, the other world kind of starts to move and also that death starts to move a bit. So we, you know, so we see it's it's changing and something something is going on because death and nature is, of course, very much related. Yeah. You often write in series. So I was wondering, is the morning star the end or the start of something? It's the it's the beginning. I mean, I really wanted it to be one novel, but I just, you know, I just can't write <laughs> short. So it's it's this novel just started and then it was 666 pages and I thought I should end it and, and continue it in another book. You mentioned <laughs> that the book ended on page 666 and of yeah. course that in the New Testament is the mark of the beast. And I was yeah. that purposeful? Did you choose that end page? On no, I didn't. It was it was my brother who set the book and he, he sent me a text, do you know how many pages the book is? And I said, no. And I said, 666. And I thought, okay, that's like a sign from the book itself. <laughs> Completely accidentally. It was like, that was what it what it's ended up as. That's Carl Ova Kanasgard. His new book is called The Morning Star. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you very much. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.